Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Monday, June 5th. It's five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. We're glad you're joining us today. Hey, even Kevin is back from his big trip to Boston. Kev said he went to Boston, mm-hmm. was there for three days, Yeah, didn't pick up one broad in a bar. <laughs> well, yeah. you're I don't f- even know why he went. I, yeah, I didn't even really get that drunk or anything, <laughs> but I did go to some pubs. Mm-hmm. And you liked walking around the harbor? Yeah, I liked walking around the harbor. Uh, the harbor. Uh, we went to Harvard one day and crashed a uh, class reunion. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, so that was pretty cool. They were serving wine <laughs> so and, cool. and uh, ribs and all kinds of stuff, and mm-hmm. we loaded up. And you just walked in like you were a student and you belonged, huh? Yeah. Hey, speaking okay. of crashing the party, yeah. Donald Trump is crashing the Republican primary because he is still way ahead of everybody. Yep, he's leading every potential challenger, not just in a group hyth- hypothetical, but head to head. This is according to Yahoo News. It's a new YouGov poll. And uh, he's beating everybody. DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, Asa Hutchinson, all of them by a lot too, not just a little. I, so I love this poll. They not only obviously give the Trump beating everyone, you know, when you put them in a, a collective, it's, you know, Trump 53, DeSantis 25, and then everybody else is is uh, three, or, three or less. But even the individual ones are the ones that are just hysterical to me. So Trump is right where it has been. DeSantis has gained a little ground, uh, but it's Trump 55, DeSantis 31. So, mm-hmm. but then <laughs> some of these other ones, Trump 77, Christie 10. Right. And I love that the, uh, when they put this poll out, they put the plus how much Trump was ahead. So it's like plus 67. Yeah. Uh, Trump 72, Yunkin 10, plus 62. Uh, this one brings a smile to my to my face. Trump 73, Pence 16, plus 57. <laughs> He's up 57 against Pence. I, it, is, it, is, uh, it is amazing how, you know, and again, it's still a long way out, but other than DeSantis, man, the rest of these people are just... Wasting their own time other other than to see themselves on TV. Wasting money. So head to he- head, to head. Trump is at 55% and DeSantis is at 31. Now that I believe has narrowed a little bit since the last time they did this. And so like we talked about, DeSantis is not going to make up all that ground overnight. I think it'll be a slow burn if he's going to do it at all. And look, there's a real world out there where DeSantis never makes the move or Trump just maintains a full control no matter what happens whether he's you know charged with something else whether he's ultimately convicted with something if that were to happen before uh, unlikely to happen before the primary concludes although the one trial is going to happen in the middle of the primary so uh, look i we had a conversation you and i did it was so great to see people over the weekend that came to the property tax rally and i thought it was pretty insightful we talked to one guy who was just kind of adamant we're too mean to trump and we mm-hmm. were trying to say well you know we're just talking about the guy's voting record and what he signed into law and it doesn't seem to matter like it doesn't the the fact that the covid stuff does not matter to people republican voters when it's trump the printing of the money the masking the the promotion of fauci the promotion of the shot i mean it just it doesn't matter and that is a little concerning because when we stop 
holding our own people accountable and we excuse what they did because we like them, then we kind of don't become any different than the, the the opposition. Well, and that was it, because for a minute you tried to argue, not not necessarily argue, but you had tried to have a conversation with this fella and point out a few things in regards to COVID. And he, he was willing to excuse it all and still came back at you and said, no, you're being too mean at Trump. And well, <laughs> I could tell you were like, okay, I'm not going to win. So enough. Yeah. We're I done. Mean, we're I done mean, fighting about it. There's just nothing left to say because I'm not. If it anger and this guy was very nice. And oh it was, yeah, it was yeah. a very good conversation. But I'm not going to change how we do this radio show. I'm not going to change what we do because and, and you weren't going to change his mind. No, either. and that's that's what I just finally told me. I said, look, we're, Trump's behavior during COVID, the stuff, not even his personal behavior, but the the public policies that he promoted were egregious. And I think if we're being honest with ourselves if it were a democrat we would have be the same same people would have been irate over the money printing the masking the you know the vaccine stuff the the the, certainly the promotion of fauci the shutdowns but yet it just it's like not only does it not matter it's they'll they'll defend it and that's kind of a scary position to be in but it is what it is so chris christie is expected to announce his presidential bid sometime this week you've got mike pence who's going to announce it Wednesday, I believe, on CNN. So more challengers entering the field, but none of them are really going to do anything to bring Trump's numbers down. The only one who has any sort of potential is Ron DeSantis, and he's doing it little by little. But is it enough? Well, it remains to be seen. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not actually sure how you break. I mean, so take the gentleman we had the conversation with over the weekend. Mm-hmm. There's nothing DeSantis is going to say that is going to break that person from Trump. There's no case to be made about I'm more conservative. I've governed more consistently. It's an emotional thing. Yeah. And the same way as Trump is not ever going to pull the never Trumpers to his side, you're going to pull this guy away from Trump. And my great concern is that you're going to be we're going to get the same nominee that we've had who does not have a track record of lifting other candidates up and across the finish line and we're going to end up with sort of the same balance of government that we have now which is not going to do anything for the american people it's not going to solve our nation's debt it's not going to enhance liberty and freedom it's not going to make us more safe and then we're going to just end with the same argument where oh it was stolen 2.0. Here we go again. You know. Well, Dick Morris says that Trump shouldn't do debates unless it does not include journalists. So what does he want? A referee up there? We have to get some famous referee to be the moderator. So this is fascinating. Let's play. Cause so Dick Morris was the four is look, Dick Morris is have check will travel guy. He mm-hmm. was with Clinton. He's been with Trump. There's not a lot of deep, deeply held belief system going on here but he's been on the ground floor he's seen a lot he knows a lot and he's look he's a bit of a he's a bit of a trump cheerleading provocateur now i mean that's what he does he goes on newsmax and he cheerleads for trump which is fine that's his uh prerogative and he was talking about the only way trump should do the debates let's listen to what he had to say and then let's unpack this let mcdaniel debate herself uh, Trump shouldn't have anything to do with that. It's absurd. Um, Trump is way ahead. Why should he debate a bunch of pygmies? And if he is going to debate them, why should he let Fox News sponsor the debate? 
Fox News is wholly owned by Rupert Murdoch, who hates Donald Trump and will do everything he can to, to screw him up in that debate. He's already been through one sparring session with Megyn Kelly in 2016. He's been through another sparring session with Chris Wallace, and neither of them are running for president, but he is. But he ends up having to fight off the reporters to get the opposition. What he should say is, I will participate in debate under only one condition. I don't want Fox News or CNN anywhere near it. And my preference would be not to have any journalists at all, but simply a debate between us, agree on the topics, agree on the time limits, and then let it, let it fly like the Lincoln-Douglas debate. If you won't do it that way, no debate. Okay, so there's a couple issues with this. Now, I'm not opposed to saying, hey, instead of uh, Bill Hemmer, you've got, I'm just picking a name there. Bill Hemmer seems like a fine guy. But instead of Bill Hemmer, you got Joe Rogan moderating the debate. But let's face it, the presidential debate proved Trump was a madman in that first debate with Biden. And he's not going to abide by time limits. He's not going to abide by right. not interrupting people. Right. You have to have somebody. I mean, it's Somebody's not, gotta moderate it's not it. Lincoln Douglas in the sense of you got two gentlemen up there who are just, you know, biding by it's television. They're, you know, so I don't know how you do that. Also, you can't do that with eight people. If you're going to say, Hey, it's going to be Trump and DeSantis and they're going to get up there for an hour and a half. Okay. Maybe there's some merit to that, but you think you're going to put eight people, you know, Vivek and, and, uh, you know, Tim Scott. It would be a free for all. Well, of They'd course. be talking over each other constantly. And again, the fact that Trump clearly does not want to debate, look, does he need to No. he's, he's got a stranglehold on the thing right now, but it's, do you want to just be the nominee, or do you want to be held accountable and be about good governance? He should want to debate. He should want to have his views scrutinized. You know, in the first hour, we had Micah Beckwith on, who's declared he's running for lieutenant governor. Big part of that is that he's going to hold whoever the hand-picked person by whoever the Republican nominee is, and quite frankly, because you'll know way ahead of time, because the primary is is a month ahead of, or more than a month ahead of when the convention is, Micah and whoever that hand-picked person by the nominee is, maybe they'll ultimately pick Micah, who knows? But those people should want to debate Micah, so let's get the ideas out there. Who's going to be the best person? We should want competition. We should want every single one of our lawmakers to be primaried every single time, because competition holds you accountable and makes you better. Okay, so Donald Trump, he and I put this in air quotes, praised Kim Jong-un on Saturday. He said he congratulated him for being appointed to the World Health Organization, and everybody lost it. I, look, we are very critical of Trump at times on this show because when, like we are any politician, when they deserve it, we, we let them have it. When they do good things, we talk about what they're doing well. This is ridiculous. He's clearly being sarcastic about pointing out how corrupt and awful the WHO is, mm -hmm. and yet these dopey Republicans that he's running against, from Pence or Nikki Haley, and I'll even throw DeSantis in here on this one, he's clearly being sarcastic. Yeah. And the fact that, that you're so needing to, everything has to be a shot at somebody, 
that you're not piling on in the sense of helping him with the sarcasm, but you're trying to score political points against him. That's ridiculous. Okay, well, I think it probably would have been received much better had he included an emoji, because then you would have been able to identify what his feeling were. Because, I mean, with just the punctuation, he just put an exclamation point. People are taking it as fact. Well, throw in your emoji and they'll know you're joking around. But like Nikki Haley said, you know, this isn't something to play with. He's a terrible individual. Individual. He's a thug. Oh, get lost, you lady. Know, they're, they're, they're surprised to oh. see Trump congratulate him. <laughs> I think... Boy, the fake Most out- people couldn't figure out that he's joking. Well, I thought the fake outrage police people were supposed to be on the left, but apparently if you're running for president, you're going to hop right on that that train. I mean, that that's just ridiculous. You want to talk about fake outrage? Chuck Todd, he's leaving NBC's Meet the Press. Are you so bummed? I to see it. I know. <laughs> we're going to talk about it coming up. 17 after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Did you know St. Jude has one of the largest pediatric sickle cell programs in the country? St. Jude freely shares the discoveries they make, and every child saved at St. Jude means doctors and scientists worldwide can use this knowledge to save thousands more children everywhere. Join me today in helping to fight sickle cell disease by becoming a partner in hope. Call now, 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. Mama told me. 21 after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we were just talking about debates and will Donald Trump debate and whether they should have a journalist or what sort of moderator they should have. And the field keeps growing bigger and bigger every day as more people are announcing their candidacy. And uh, there are certain stipulations that you have to meet to actually be invited by the Republican National Committee to debate. They announced to be eligible for the first debate in August that you have to have donations from at least 40,000 unique campaign donors with at least 200 per state. You also have to be polling at 1% in three national polls. And well, he finally did it, Rob. Oh. My ex-boyfriend. Oh. Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh-huh. He qualifies well, now. How great. To be invited to the debates. And this is what he had to say. I appreciate your help. If we're going to be saved, it's not going to be me or anyone else coming from on high to do it. If we're going to be saved, it's going to be because we save ourselves. And I am so grateful for you guys doing everything that you've already done to get me at the center of that debate stage. Believe me, I will not let you down. But the next step is actually to take this to the next level and lead a national revival. Thanks a lot. Let's do it. And then he went on to ask for more money because he's still campaigning for more money. <laughs> what What is the call to give money to that guy? If you are, I would be fascinated. If you are someone who has given money to Vivek Ramaswamy, Call our hotline at 317-684-8444. I'd love to know what the... You got an extra $5 laying around. You want to give to someone's campaign. Which one's it going to be? so many better ideas I could have come up with for your $5. I've been very fascinated to see why... I mean, any of these goober candidates, Ramaswamy, Pence, Nikki Haley... Christie. I mean, if you are giving money to them, I would be fascinated to know 
why you're doing that and what you think the end like the end result is going to be like i would say uh you know i get it with someone like a when ron paul ran for president has no chance to win but it's clearly the messenger of liberty and freedom was clearly right about so many things so far ahead of his time i get that the people that are uber into ron paul but if it's one of these other people, what is the right? What is the reason? You're giving just to be a disruptor at that. I, point. I guess. Yeah. Also trending Disrupting this month. Disrupting your wallet. Yeah. Well, trying to disrupt the race. So it's Pride Month in America. You've probably heard. You've probably seen the clothes. But to counteract this, Italy, the country of Italy, has launched Family Pride Month. Oh. And they've come out with a song and a campaign, and they're calling it Family Pride 2023, We Defend Our Children. We don't just have a bevy of Italian speakers in our English-based radio show. Uh, what are they saying? Any oh, those idea? are very profound lyrics. Do you know? Uh, yeah, I got every word. It was about family and loving your family, I yeah. think. Family Pride 2023, we defend our children. Look at look at you. You totally just guessed that. You have no idea what he said. He oh, I, I knew. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand those romantic languages uh-huh. or romance languages, I he should say. said with conviction, sure. sure. And finally, I wanted to point this out to you. A new study, and this is actually kind of disturbing, so hang on to the steering wheel. A new study finds that 61% of Americans are more afraid of running out of money in their old age than they are of dying. You know, I saw that, and I thought at first, well, that's interesting, but then I thought, actually, it's not that surprising, given the emphasis mm-hmm. we place on money and on stuff. And I think also maybe part of it is also a quality of life type decision that people say, well, I guess I'd rather die than live in a, you know, you think that's what it is? Whatever. I, I don't know. I'm afraid I, of running out of money. I saw a meme and I just thought it was everything. It was like, okay, so Europeans, I'm going to take the summer off because I want a suntan. Americans, I'm going to take three days off to have open heart surgery. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? You're you're worth more dead than alive. That sort of thing. You got a nice life insurance policy. People are more afraid of running out of money than dying. Okay, Casey, I just saw this story, and I'm going to explain it to you during the break, but we have to do it when we come back. There is a mayor here in central Indiana who told his own city's emphasis of Pride Month to kick rocks. Oh, okay. That this is a, like a breaking story, and I am totally down for all of this. That and Chuck Todd coming up from 93 WIBC. something on social media and then you think about it and you're like oh no delete no 11:32. it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc well that's what happened in the city of westfield i think deleted some social media posts i think you should know by now casey if i put something on social media you're good with it thought i thought it through all i need to put it through now i have before if there's a grammatical mistake i will Mm -hmm. take it down and put it back up but if it's going out there Mm -hmm. hey it's it's there man i have seen you have some 
spelling errors before. Yeah, and I will. And I know that's when you're doing some rapid fire. Like I can tell when you're passionate about something and there's multiple posts within a short amount of time. I will delete and repost Mm -hmm. if I see something. Most of the time, if it's a spelling error, I don't care. But if it's something egregious or whatever, I will repost. But no, especially if I run a city, Casey, Mm -hmm. I would make very clear to my city workers what the rule is for posting from the city social media accounts so that it wouldn't have to be taken down. Yeah, the city of Westfield, they deleted some social posts after the mayor said that the city should not engage in supporting a social agenda. Okay, so Andy Cook is the mayor out there, and this guy's a total loser. I went to the, uh, so the last thing I saw Andy Cook do, uh, I went to that, well, this thing Mike and I went to last year was the fall, must have been the Lincoln Day dinner or something, fall dinner or whatever. That was when I was sitting down there in the front row. And they had all the mayors from Hamilton County get up there. So it was Jensen and uh, that the horrific mayor from Fishers. What's uh, the guy that shut everything down at arbitrarily at like 10 p.m. during COVID because apparently COVID. COVID selective. Uh, oh, whatever yeah. his name was. He's not even relevant enough to remember his name, but uh, and and Brainerd and, and Cook. And they were somehow, I can't even remember how they got on this, but Andy Cook just starts ripping on the mayor Westfield that there are too many libertarian uh, minded people in the Republican Party that were involved or trying to be involved in Westfield City government. I mean, he was just outraged that independent thinking Republicans, people who are err on the side of liberty and freedom, would be in the Westfield City government. And it was like, you're. I'm just sitting there going, I don't even know you. I know of you. But everything I now knew of you has been affirmed by what you're saying here. You're basically telling people like me, we don't want you around here. We know you dare to challenge the status quo and you dare to put taxpayers first and you dare to challenge us when we don't do that. So get lost. So in this case, though, I'm torn on this one because I salute him for doing the right thing, which we have long talked about. These governments who get involved in this pride, like they just passed some proclamation in Brownsburg for Pride Month. And they're letting people waiving fees to use town facilities. And it's like, why are you using taxpayer money to facilitate someone celebrating their sexuality? Right. You shouldn't have a for straight people or gay people or whatever. This is none of my business what your sexuality is. If you want to tell me, great. But I'm not throwing you a parade, and I should not be having to use taxpayer money to to, to facilitate whatever your sexual preferences are. That is between you and however many partners that you choose to have. Leave me the heck out of it. So on one end, I salute him for saying we're not doing this, but you already did it. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, so they posted (laughs) something, and it says that Westfield is committed to being a welcoming and safe community for all. Happy Pride Month. They posted that on Thursday. Then by Friday, it was removed, and a lot of people were not happy that it was up, and then a lot of people were not happy that it came down. Yeah, Indy Starr had a big expose on this, and it's like... So unless you tell everybody we're not anti-gay, then what the presumption is that's where we're at now unless I unless I shout it from the rooftops that I'm not anti-gay then what that I am that I am anti-gay I mean it's like it's just a big hostage situation now where it, no matter what you do it's never enough and you're, if you're if you're not celebrating pride month right. then you're bad I'm not celebrating anyone's sexuality I don't care. I do not care. And I'm not giving you my money. I'm not approving giving you a round of applause. 
Who you share your sheets with Mm -hmm. is up to you. And these governments who are doing these proclamations and celebrations and the rocket's red glare, bombs bursting in air, it's gross. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. gross. You don't get bonus points for being gay or being trans. Sorry, you're no different than anybody else. You're just a person. Okay, so he said, upon further review, I feel the city should not engage in supporting a social agenda. And as such, I directed the post to be removed. And I've heard there's a lot of uh, gay people who are saying, don't get us mixed up in this trans movement and this tuck-friendly clothing. We don't want to be involved in any of that. But then speak up. It's the same thing with the teachers who always go, well, the teachers union doesn't speak for us. Oh, no, they do. They do because you don't speak up. When you say to these people, oh, we don't want to be locked into this or hooked up with this, they they claim they're putting your little characters in their uh, symbols or whatever yep. they're called. Yep. Their, their alphabet. They're speaking for you. Mm-hmm. The same way as the teachers union is speaking for you. And your silence is facilitating them speaking for you. It is 1137 and Chuck Todd has announced he will leave NBC's Meet the Press. He's been there for nine years. He said uh, this on Sunday. It wasn't his last show, but he will be leaving at the end of the summer. He's going to be replaced by Kristen Welker. It's always some big thing, right, with these people about how they're leaving. You're leaving because you failed, and the person before you failed, and everyone since Tim Russert has failed because you guys inject your leftist politics into what is supposed to be a news-oriented show. The reason it worked up to and through Tim Russert is even though Tim Russert was a Democrat. He was a reasonably fair person who, regardless of your politics, you could watch the show and believe you had a, an honest broker who was getting information from these guests. I, NBC, MSNBC, whatever, any arm of NBC, just like the rest of these networks, is wholly invested in the outcome rather than getting to the truth. All right. Well, let's take a listen to Chuck Todd. Here's what he had to say. But the key to survival of any of these incredible media entities, including here at Meet the Press, is for leaders not to overstay their welcome. I'd rather leave a little bit too soon than stay a tad bit too long. I've had two amazing professional chapters, and I already have plans for my next chapter, including some projects right here at NBC News that I've been uh, very focused on, among them docuseries and some docudramas focused on trying to educate the public better, bridge our divides, and pierce our political bubbles. He's trying to educate the public better. Bridge our divides. Bridge our divides. Uh huh. That's not your job. Pull you over to my side. Exactly. As a journalist, he should be impartial, right? He should be in the business of just telling the truth, getting to the bottom of things. You know, it's like we talked about when we started our show with that just ridic- those ridiculous answers from Dr. Box Gynecologist, the state health commissioner with Abdul. And I said, one of the things I've admired about Abdul is that he is equally fair to the people. Like, he went and interviewed Micah when he left our show Mm -hmm. about Micah running for lieutenant governor. I know Abdul's politics and Micah's politics are not aligned. But I know Abdul will treat Micah the same way he treated Dr. Box gynecologist, which Abdul's style is he asks the question, he lets you answer the question. Does he do a lot of pushback? No, but it's like an umpire. The strike zone is fine as long as it's consistent. Whatever the strike zone is, I don't need a journalist going to super push back as long as you let everybody be treated the same way. And in this case, Chuck Todd Mm -hmm. and MSNBC and NBC do not treat everybody the same. Your job is not to be a, what do you call it, a bridge 
D- bridge uh, bridge our divides and bridge pierce our, our political bubbles. A- ask the question. No, he's trying to pierce a specific political <laughs> bubble. The one that opposes his. <laughs> I mean, ask the question. If you choose your style as hardcore follow-up guy, great do it with everyone. If your style is, I'm going to let you hang yourself and then other commentators can comment, great do it that way. But be fair. Mm-hmm. People are not watching because you're not fair and they know they're not getting an honest an honest assessment of what's going on. Well, I feel like if you're going to tune in to Meet the Press with Chuck Todd, you know what the message is you're getting, so you're going there to get affirmation of your beliefs. Yeah. You're not going there to be swayed to another side. It's, but, but you should but you but you should be there to get information. A show like that Shouldn't be about affirming your beliefs. Well, ideally, that's why it was created. But when you have someone like Chuck Todd, who's been at the helm for nine years, and clearly he's not impartial, that's what you're going to get. He's going to stay on with NBC News as the chief political analyst. And he mentioned they've got some more long-form Oh, programs great. he's oh, going to be staying exciting. on with meet the press reports and the chuck todd cast oh, that's so great uh casey yeah. when we come back mm-hmm. something happened to me over the weekend yeah i was given a distinguished honor <laughs> and then it was revoked and then i knew as soon as i told people about the honor that someone would just not let me have anything nice and you we laughed hysterically happy, for a day and so hammer's going to come back with us to talk about that plus mm-hmm. Did you see Lauren Boebert thought for years her dad was a pro wrestler? I saw this story. It's kind of interesting. So we'll get to those coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Did you know St. Jude has one of the largest pediatric sickle cell programs in the country? St. Jude freely shares the discoveries they make, and every child saved at St. Jude means doctors and scientists worldwide can use this knowledge to save thousands more children everywhere. Join me today in helping to fight sickle cell disease by becoming a partner in hope. Call now, 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. 1147, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Who's your daddy? That's the question that Lauren Boebert has been asking for a while. And I think she thought she found out who her daddy was. Turns out it's not him. So Lauren Boebert is a U.S. rep from Colorado. Mm -hmm. She is super conservative. She's young by congressional standards. I think she's in her mid to late 30s. And uh, one of the more well-assembled members of the Congress. And apparently does not know who her biological father is. Mm -hmm. And her mother had led her to believe that for many, many years, her biological father was professional wrestler Stan Lane. Now, Stan Lane was in the World Wrestling Federation for a while. He was in the National Wrestling Alliance. He's not like a Hulk Hogan level of famous, but is a, for people who know wrestling, a somewhat prominent professional wrestler. And he took what is now... We learned a second paternity test. Yeah. That- he took one a while ago, and it came back negative, saying he's not the daddy. And Lauren Boebert's mom found out that the person who had done that DNA test had been bribed to switch vials for a different paternity yeah. test. So she was adamant, no, we're doing it again. And so my question would be, my, uh, my wife and I were talking about this the other day, about 
how many people is this woman engaging in interpersonal relations with that she can't pinpoint Mm -hmm. who I mean, look, there's a time window of it could only be from people that I had relations between point A and point B. How many people could there possibly be that are suspects in this process? Well, (laughs) that's a question for Lauren's mom. Uh, Clearly, she thought that Stan Lane was one of them. She thought he was it. Well, I don't think there's no thing to it. Either you did it or you didn't. And, you know, this guy, Stan Lane, made a great point. He's like... This stuff has been going on forever. I did it 30 plus years ago that proved I wasn't it. And, you know, this has continued. And I think, you know, through his family or whatever, this has caused me a lot of hardship based Mm -hmm. on, you know, actions that he must have taken, obviously. So he somewhat brought this on himself. But let it go, lady. Mm -hmm. And now once again, it has proven he is not the father. And I guess Lauren Boebert has said, okay, the results are good. I'm good with it. This guy's not is not my dad. And everybody moves on. But what a wild and wacky tale from one of the more kind of high profile members of Congress. Yeah. Uh, Lane said it's his desire to step back and enjoy his retirement with his wife. (laughs) And he wished Lauren Boebert well. He said, you know, she continues the search for her biological father. I hope she finds the answers that she's looking for. And that's it. She's looking for answers. All right, so let's talk about, speaking of looking for answers, Casey, Mm -hmm. I'm looking for answers because I was bestowed a great honor recently, and I knew as soon as I let the public know about the honor that someone would attempt to remove the honor, and gosh darn it, they did exactly as I thought. You were notable and then not so notable. (laughs) So, as you know, it has been a long-standing. The, the uh, Brownsburg Community School Corporation hates my guts. And there's a bevy of reasons. One, because I didn't let them lie to the community and say, uh, you know, that we had to raise taxes by $100 million or kids could be at risk of uh, an active shooter in the hallways. We defeated that referendum. All the stuff got done. And there are a bevy of reasons we don't have time to go into here. But they hate my guts. And they've made it very clear that they will never let me in the Brownsburg High School Alumni Hall of Fame right. for purely political Reasons And Jason Hammer joins us again now. We've covered this at length. We've flooded their mailbox with uh, nominations over the years. and it, it just, We've they, done some bowel harvesting <laughs> when it comes to your Brownsburg Hall of Fame nomination. And there's no possible way that you didn't have enough support to yeah. get into that thing. No possible way. Yeah, and so they've made it very clear. Superintendent basically made it very clear. You will never get in, and it's pure politics, and we don't like you. And look, the feeling's mutual. But it came to my attention. Somebody sent this to me on, uh, uh, I guess this was Saturday, maybe it was Friday, yeah, I think it was Friday, that I had been added to Wikipedia's list of notable Brownsburg <laughs> High School <laughs> alumni. And I was like, what is this? How does this even happen? Yeah. I don't even know, how, you know, how do you get on this list? Drew Storen, Gordon Hayward, and Rob Kendall, <laughs> baby. That's right. And if you look at the other people, Tucker Barnhart on there as well, people have actually done the most for Brownsburg. There's no doubt I'm light years ahead of those people. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not going to say about who was listed where or whatever. Did Lance Lynn make the list? Yeah, I think Lance Lynn was Julian Mavunga. My favorite one was uh, Mark Titus, who is a played basketball at Ohio State and was basically listed there as being friend of Greg Odin and Mike Conley. <laughs> Friends has, of. Yeah, 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 he has a podcast and et cetera. And I, I was looking at this laughing hysterically. I have no idea how it got on there, who put it on there, whatever. It was a great honor. But I, I told my dad, I said, I'm going to post screenshot this and post this to take a victory lap. And I guarantee within one hour of me posting this, 
it will be removed from Wikipedia. Because- Did Andy Cook, the mayor of Westfield, <laughs> call over there and say, no, 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 take that down? I knew the Brownsburg School Corporation was in no way going to, so I guess on Wikipedia, what, anybody can log on and put things and remove things? Get in there and edit right. it. Is that how it works? Right, because if you... Open source. Remember, like, you know, Chicago Bears Wikipedia would always get hacked every year because it would say they are owned by Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. <laughs> and so I said, I guarantee you within one hour of me bringing this to people's attention, it will be removed by someone that is a loyalist to the school corporation. But the screenshot and the post that it was there <laughs> is worth more than it just remaining on there for however long. And Casey, yeah, within 20 minutes of me posting uh-huh. it, I, gone. it was gone. Yes, gone. <laughs> you were notable for 20 minutes. Congratulations. So how does Wikipedia work? I know anybody can edit something in, but does it have to be the admin that edits it out, or have, can anybody edit it out? I have no idea. I have no idea if there is, if you got to have an account, if you got to, you know, whatever. You got to pay money. But Someone sh- paid big money to get you <laughs> off of that list. Somebody was out on date night having some cocktails, uh-huh. maybe having a dinner, and their phone. You got to get to Wikipedia right now. Right now. We cannot let this stand. Listed there. Uh-huh. It's so funny because so few of these morons understand when I post post things it's just sarcasm and meant to be funny and i posted this big thing about you know i'm a man of the people i'd always rather be on the wikipedia page than the brownsburg high school you need to do what donald trump needed to do and use your emojis to express it like they thought they were getting over on me (laughs) i'll show him and delete him off wikipedia the thing is you're not even that much of a bad guy as much as it pains me to say that you go to the school board meetings you are engaged yep. in the community you really want to see the community do well you still live in brownsburg you've could have moved anywhere you want you decided to stay in your hometown with your family and yet they treat you like you're some sort of threat oh i'm the pete rose of the brownsburg high school hall of fame just permanently banned even though i'm the most rewarding person to be in there you're never getting uh, blackballed in. i'm never getting never in they're getting never in. letting me Bullshit. in shoeless yeah. joe kendall <laughs> Hey, before we get out of here. Hey, is this heaven? No, it's Brownsburg. (laughs) I did a little shopping over the weekend, Rob. What? You're one month away from having a baby girl. Oh, my gosh. Oh, look Look at that. that. Fourth of July. Stars and stripes, right? I think Casey should put it on. I got Rob a little a little onesie for his baby girl I who's due in a month. If we get 5,000 people to the YouTube, can we get Casey to model it? I don't, my, my thigh would not even fit in here. All right, thanks, Rob. Thanks, Kevin. Have a great day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.